Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 15 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm really excited to have Dr. Shannon Weeks here for a follow-up. And not only is it a follow-up interview, I, wanted, I really wanted to pick his brain on what he actually does, um, how he helps people. And I just got done uh, the other day with a one-hour uh, consult with him, and he completely changed my life. My, I mean, this is something to that was worth a million dollars. So I, I want to share with you what, what I call the million dollar adjustment. Um, I also want to ask Shannon, uh, actually, well, first, welcome to the show, Shannon. Thanks. Thanks for having me back, Johnny. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, yeah, I want to ask you on your, your follow-up updates that you've been in Chiang Mai for a few months now and how your online business is going and how you're making, you know, basically you've, you've shifted uh, and from Skype, Skype consults yep. and uh, you're, you have a master plan on how to make, you know, doctor money online, right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, doing uh, online consults for patients back in the States. Uh, I'm licensed in Washington and Oregon, so that's where I practice out of. And uh, I work maybe 10 days a month, but that, that alone is enough, more than enough to keep me here in Chiang Mai for as long as I want. And, and got yeah. some other education projects that I'm working on to uh, okay. also. So yeah, I definitely want to ask you um, to kind of update us on first the, uh, the 55-hour power startup weekend that we did, uh, the projects you're working on. But first, I, want, I actually want to talk about the... Uh, The adjustment you gave me, or what would you actually call that? Well, so we gave you a, just a, you know, treated you like you were a patient walking into my office. Mm -hmm. You were someone who really didn't have any health complaints because you take good care of yourself. So it's just giving you a, just a postural analysis, doing some basic um, physiology testing, seeing what, seeing what was turned on and turned off in you, so to speak, and, uh, and doing things that I do to, to help fix that. All right, so, you know, for those who don't know, I, I'm, I'm 32. I'm in pretty good health. I've been eating paleo for the past six, seven months. I, I had zero health problems, zero physical problems. And I was just really curious what Shannon did because uh, I've heard you know, really good reviews and I know, I know he's one of the best in his industry. So I said, okay, you know, could we sit down for an hour and just kind of have a, a general checkup to see my, how my health is? And the things I discovered during that hour are going to help me for the next 10, 20 years of my life. And this is why I really want everyone listening to, you know, to kind of consider your own health before you have these problems. Um, so one of the, 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 one of the very first things you did was you just had me stand straight and you, you just looked at my posture. Yeah. Just went, so we start from the top and look to see, is your head on straight, so to speak, meaning do you tilt one way or the other? Are your shoulders even? Is your pelvis even? Do you, when you're in a relaxed state, does one foot turn in or out more than the other? So just a, just a physical view of, of, Uh, of your posture. And by looking at that, we can actually assess some more functional things that are going on in you. You know, I always assumed I had good posture. I mean, that's something I've always kind of prided myself on. And I had no idea that I even had uh, these couple little issues. What did you see you know, with my posture in the beginning? Well, so the, the, the thing that stood out the most was if you, in your, in your relaxed state, if you look across your shoulders, which should be even, you had one shoulder that was slightly higher than the other, right? So you're, you're just on a slight tilt, which is a very common thing. And people often think, well, my posture, uh, you know, I try to stand straight and, 
And, uh, but you can't, your, your posture is a function of your autonomic nervous system, meaning when you're not thinking about it, it'll settle into its relaxed state. And in your case, uh, you had a few things that were off. So we saw, we saw, we saw this left shoulder higher than the, than the right. You know, it's crazy. Is after the, we did that, I, I was raving about you to a couple friends, and I had them stand straight, and I looked at their posture. And uh, both people who had to do this, they do yoga five times a week. So they're really conscious about their body. And both of them had slightly higher shoulders on one side. Right, right. Which means that there's a compensation that's going on there. But because they do yoga five days a week, that, they, that none of these problems had shown up yet. And I think that that's the main reason why I'm so happy uh, that I sat down with you is because I didn't realize, but because... I'm strong enough because I work out and I've, I have muscle to compensate for these other things. I'm never noticing these problems because my, my other muscles are strong enough to compensate for it. But as you were saying that if I, one day I'm just going to injure myself and out of nowhere and it's going to be really bad. Yeah. So these little things, again, your body will, for, so for example, you had a, you had one shoulder higher than the other. So there's like many things that can cause that. One of the things is, is your lat, which is the biggest muscle on your back, holds down your shoulder. And so if that is not functioning 100%, if, if it's not turned on, so to speak, it'll, the shoulder will start to rise a little bit. Now, if you're working out all the time, your body will compensate, compensate, compensate. But at some point, could be this year, could be 10 years from now, and that's usually where the age factor comes in. Oh, I'm getting older, that's why I'm getting these injuries. But what happens is your body eventually will stop compensating in the same way like my car ran great until it ran out of gas right and when that moment happens that's when you're like okay i'm doing this i'm doing a bench press i'm doing the same exercise i've done forever and all of a sudden i go and boom now my i blew my shoulder out or, or I tore so something. someone can be a healthy athlete that, that plays professional sports you know and, and they can be in their early 30s and they can be strong as an ox and all of a sudden something happens and their career ends and that yeah. would have been preventable if they, if they had known what was You see it all the time. You see the, 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 the running back who's running down, the, running down the field, nobody around him, and all of a sudden his knee, boom, buckles and falls out. Now, now he's been making those steps for his whole life, <clears throat> but there was a weakness in there that eventually stopped compensating, and boom, blew his knee, blew, blew his knee out. You see it all the time. So one of my, my friends who's going to be calling you uh, probably – sometime today to make a appointment with you is my buddy Nick. And he was on, <clears throat> I don't remember which episode he was, but it's uh, Nicholas Gregorius. He was a, maybe episode 10. Uh, and he's a world-class jiu-jitsu fighter. Hmm. And he's been doing a lot of yoga. Uh, he gets massages twice a day. So he really is in tune to his body. And when I had bumped into him last night, you know, I had rec I said, "Hey, you you make an appointment with Shannon. You're gonna love it. And, you know, it's really gonna it's really gonna fix you." And he, you know, at first he was skeptical. He was like, "Oh, you know, like I feel pretty good in my body anyway." He's like, "You know, what did he actually do for you?" And it was at first it was kind of hard to, to say because he asked me. He's like, "Oh, you know, did you did you feel better instantly?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did. You know, I, I do feel better." But I was and but it wasn't it wasn't that. It was a, it was knowing the fact that now my body is actually working correctly and that I, I'm gonna basically prevent uh, future problems um, by understanding my body. Right. And I think that's worth more than anything. I right, mean. right. Yeah, it, just having that understanding. People usually don't go to the doctor unless they're sick. And for me, it's like, that's like saying, I only go to the dentist when my tooth hurts. And that's, that's way too late. If you go to the dentist every 
twice a year, which they tell you to do, then they can, they can, you can find these issues before they show up. And in, in my office, when people come in, originally they're sick or they're injured, once we get them healthy, I try to say, look, if you come in at once a month, once every six weeks, we can keep you in tune so that these injuries don't happen again. Or if you do have an injury, you're back in a week or 10 days rather than, you know, I'm out for six weeks. And it's a lot cheaper and easier to prevent it in the first place. Oh, God, prevention is way cheaper than sickness, yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really care, I mean, I, I didn't really focus on my health that much, you know, in my 20s because you know, I always felt like I was healthy. I didn't really care that much. But now that I'm in my 30s, I realize how, how really how important it is. And I'm willing to spend any amount of, of money to, to be healthy and feel good. Yeah. When, well, when your, health is, when your health goes down, then nothing else matters. Your business stops. Your relationship stops. Everything stops when your health, you know, when you have a health issue. Yeah, it's absolutely true. So there's, there's three things that people listening right now can just do at home in front of a mirror. And one of them was just look at your posture. And you, right? I mean, let's say someone's looking in the mirror right now. What, what would you want them to do? So they just start stand in a relaxed state, look, look in a mirror, see if one ear is higher than the other, and that kind of give you a, uh, an indication if your occiput is tilted one way or the other. Look at your shoulders. They should be even. You should be able to put a level on them. They should be relatively even. Look to see if one is higher than the other. Look, at your, look how your hands stand. That's the other thing that we saw on you. When you're relaxed in a relaxed position, your hands are by your side, your thumbs should be pointed forward. That's normal. And in you, your thumbs were turned in towards you with your palms facing out. And that gave an indication of the, the teres minor muscle, which attaches to your shoulder, uh, was not functioning right. And that causes that, that, uh, causes that postural deviation. Look to see if one hip is higher than the other and then see if your feet are pointed straight forward. All right, so before we get into how you fix that, and I actually feel great now, and, my, and now my posture is normal, which is amazing. Uh, there's two other tests that you did that people can't, can do at home. Um, and that were that really showed. Uh, it really showed. Show what some physiology that was going on to, on yeah. in you. Yeah. So one of the one of the tests I do for every patient that comes in is like most doctors, you take their blood pressure. But I don't want to just see what the numbers, and I want to see how your blood pressure uh, responds to uh, changes in position, which is normal. So when you're sitting down. Uh, your blood is pooled in your, around your organs and away from your extremities. And when you go to stand up, you get this little burst of adrenaline, and that shoots the blood to your extremities so you don't fall over. So when you go from seated to standing, your blood pressure should go up anywhere from four, they say 10 points, I've never seen 10 points, but four or more points. That's normal functioning. Most people, when I say most people, I'm saying 99 out of 100 patients that I see who come into my office who are, again, usually coming because something's going on, when they go from seated to standing, their blood pressure drops. And I've seen it drop as much as 20 points just from going seated to standing. So if it's supposed to go up, why would it drop? So the, the, there's a hormone that's, in, that's responsible for that. Uh, it's adrenaline. And so when you go from seated to standing, you get this little, the body senses that change in position and sends this little teeny burst of adrenaline that shoots the, shoots the uh, blood out to your extremities. People uh, in the modern world are so stressed, they're eating bad, they're not sleeping enough, they're not eating well, and so what happens is the adrenal glands, which are responsible for making that uh, hormone, get stressed over time, and then they're not able to respond like they should. And so it's, it's a subtle thing that you'll see, but you go to stand up, the blood pressure doesn't rise, it'll rise eventually, but it might take five, 10, 20 seconds, a minute, uh, but that's a signal that, okay, your body, you, you have too much stress going on in your body. That's uh, there's not your adrenal glands are not responding as they should. So when we did this uh, blood pressure test, I was really excited to to hear the results because I've been eating a lot of salt recently. Right. You know, and it was really after I got into kind of the paleo eating, the bulletproof eating, where I finally realized, you know, what maybe um, all this talk about you know avoiding salt, avoiding sodium was was wrong. 
Right. Uh, well, so look, water follows salt. So if you were to sit here and just eat a whole bunch of salt right now, and I were to take your blood pressure in another 10 minutes, yeah, of course it'll rise because the water, the, the, it'll concentrate the water and your blood pressure will go up. But as soon as you go to the bathroom, it'll come back down to normal. So it'll raise your blood pressure locally right then. If you eat a, I mean, you have to eat quite a lot of salt to raise your blood pressure, but like, let's say you ate a whole can of uh, salted uh, sardines or something that's, or anchovy or something like that. It might go up a few, you know, a little bit, but as soon as you go to the bathroom, it'll, it'll come back down and your body will normalize. But high blood pressure is not caused by, by high salt. You know, so for, for those who don't know, uh, Dr. Shannon Weeks is a board certified medical doctor from the US. So he, you know, and it's great actually having a real doctor tell me, you know, Johnny, it's okay for you to eat salt. It's okay. And, and the right salt. So sea salt, Himalayan salt. It's a lot of the iodized salt and the potassium nitrates and things that they, that they put in a lot of preserved food that cause problems. But uh, sea salt, no problem. Himalayan salt, no problem. And you know, pink Himalayan sea salt tastes amazing. It does, yes. And I'm a big fan of all the different French sea salts. And you can do a lot with salt that can actually do wonders for you. You know, the first time I've even heard of... Uh, and can I just add, yeah. add, add one thing to this? Many people actually need more salt. People who have, for example, this test that we did where you went from seated to standing, if it drops, that's a sign of, of adrenal stress. One of the things I'll prescribe for them is more organic salt. So that's things like sea salt. Uh, there's a soup that you can make that's high, that's like celery, zucchini, other things that are high in natural sodium that'll actually help support your adrenal glands. Well, when I was training Muay Thai full time, what I started doing is I started having a teaspoon of this pink lemon sea salt first thing I in the morning. Right when I woke up, it's had some salt, had some water, and it really helped me get over that adrenal fatigue. Oh, yeah. And it, it was incredible. And it tastes good. Sure. Uh, so the first time I heard about finishing salts is I had a friend who's a, who's a chef, and he had a bunch of different finishing salts that I didn't – I had never heard of. I didn't know what it was. But he would say, you know, it, this is really expensive, so – don't you know cook with it, but you can use it on right. food afterwards. And it was so good. It made me after that. I was like, I'm never gonna eat this cheap Morton's, you know, rain iodized salt, yeah. salt again yeah, ever. Yeah. It's you know, and, and the thing is, it's not even that expensive. You can go to Trader Joe's and you can buy pink Himalayan sea salt for three bucks, yep. and it makes your food taste a million times better. It's good for you, yep. and it doesn't raise your blood pressure. Well, not right? raise your blood pressure. No. <laughs> right. So th this test. Uh, so the biggest problem is that people have uh, that you're saying is. When you get your blood pressure test, it's always sitting down. Like, oh, always sitting down. Yeah. I mean, the they're just yeah. looking at the numbers. Yeah. They're and just... the only times I've ever gotten my blood pressure test was at Rite Aid. Right. I put my, my arm in the cuff and I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in the normal range. You're in the it's normal fine. range, right. Or I'd be stupid enough to think, oh, you know, it's low. It's good. <laughs> right. And, and if you're an athlete, you'll, it'll definitely be lower. Right. And so you can sit down and have a blood pressure that, let's say, is 110 over 70. And they say, oh, you're fine. But let's say your blood pressure is 110 over 70 and you go to stand up and it drops to 100 over 65. Although those numbers are, are, are within a, a relatively good range, that's not normal functioning. That's actually showing that there's a problem going on. So at home, if you have a blood pressure cuff, you can, you can do this test. Uh, you can take your blood pressure, stand up, take it again, yeah. and make sure it goes up by a few points. Should go up four or more points. Yeah, okay. that's normal. So And if it, if it doesn't, if it drops, bad sign. If it doesn't go up at all, not, it, not good sign either? Uh, no, it should, it should go up. Uh, what you find is like, like yours, so yours went up, yours went up uh, about four points. And uh, I commented that in all of the, I mean, I've done this test on thousands of people. Uh, I can count on one hand the number of people who came into my office for the first time where that, that happened. Almost everybody, and again, this is America, people are very stressed out and they're not eating well, uh, either stayed the same or, or dropped. And then as they get healthier, 
they stay, stick with the program and do we do it again in three months? And if it's gone from dropping 10 points to now it only drops two points or stays normal, now we know that's an improvement. And then eventually it will you know, respond so, normally. So it's a great easy baseline to tell if you're over, your body's overstressed yes. and if you're working towards being healthy again. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, the other test that you did, uh, which, is, which is really cool, and this you can do at home without any equipment at all. All you need is a flashlight. Right. Is... What, what would you call well, this? So the, the, the medical term is they call it the Arroyo sign. And what we do is you get in a sort of a dim room and then uh, we flash a, put a f uh, flashlight in your eye. Now when you put a light in the eye in a dim room, your, your pupil will constrict. That's normal. And then it should stay constricted for about 10 seconds and then it will accommodate to the light and slowly, uh, slowly dilate again. Which you'll, uh, and that's a function also of your adrenal glands. So you, there's little muscles inside the pupil that'll, that'll constrict that and it happens when it senses that light and then you get this little shot of adrenaline that'll close the pupil. What most people is you shine the light in their eye, it closes when the light's there and then instead of staying closed, it'll start to this pumping action like trying to stay closed and not quite single and trying to stay closed and not staying closed. And that's also just a physiological sign of adrenal stress. So you'll see both those things. You'll see they have this positive Arroyo sign where their eye can't Accommodates the light, and you'll see their blood pressure drop. So, if you want to do this at home, all you do is sit in, sit in a dark room, yep. look in a mirror, shine a flashlight, or you can have a friend do this for you. Yep. Uh, when they shine the light, what, what should the eye do? The eye should, the, the pupil should constrict and then stay constricted for about 10 seconds. You should be able to count to 10. It should stay relatively constricted, and then it'll slowly accommodate the light and get larger. That's oh. normal functioning. Okay. So, if it's not normal functioning, it'll start kind of pulsating. It'll, a bit, yeah, right? you'll see this pulsating, or it'll close and it'll stay closed for like two seconds and then be wide open again that's okay. not normal so let's say you, you, they're not normal right now right and yeah. and you're saying that ma Most majority people, of people the vast ma here's the thing about normal physiology in today's world you don't see normal physiology you read about it and you have to go way back to see what normal physiology is because typically that doesn't happen and if you were to just look at oh, I, i'm going to take 100 patients and do that you would think that was a normal response because everybody does that well it's not it's typical it's just not normal so what do you think about my my lifestyle my diet that made me normal. Well, so here's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you had done this six months ago, eight months ago, when your health, when you weren't concentrating your health and when you weren't eating right, I, I can almost with 100% certainty tell you that you would have at least had those two signs. You would have that, they call it orthostatic hypotension, where you stand up and your blood pressure drops, and you would have had that Arroyo sign. But when you eat right, when you sleep, when you drink water, when you do all these normal really super basic things, your physiology starts to normalize. And, nor and normal physiology is a healthy state. Anything that's off of that is, is will cause symptoms. I, I know everyone you know, wants to be normal and healthy, but let let's give people some concrete reasons why they should become normal and healthy now versus waiting until it's too late. Well, this is, so yeah, so, so uh, prevention is a lot cheaper than, for example, a heart attack or cancer, right? That'll set you back in America, will leave you bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> And it's, it's these little little steps during the day. So look, we, when we talk about basic physiology, you have to sleep. In America, the average person sleeps anywhere from five and a half to six and a half hours a day. There's no free lunch. That will catch up to you. That will catch up to you in systemic inflammation, too much, uh, not producing the right amount of hormones, having hormonal imbalance. Uh, they eat too much sugar, too much sweet, too much dairy. There's, again, no free lunch. That'll affect them in, in, it all shows up and people, people rack it up to aging. Oh, my body's, I'm getting old. That's why I'm having all these issues. And it's, aging is not a disease. It's happening because when you're young, you can respond 
but you can only respond for so long. There will be a point where the straw breaks the camel's back. And then that's when you see all these sicknesses start, start to show up. Almost all of America's health dollars are spent on uh, ages 50 and up. And that's not because aging is a disease. It's because they kept doing these things and then the body, their car ran great and now they ran out of gas. So the reason why I'm concentrating so much on my health is it makes me more productive and makes me happier in all aspects of my life. And if it wasn't for me really taking, you know, bringing my, my health up to, to where it is now, I never would have had the energy or drive motivation to build my businesses, to travel, to do these sports, to do, you know, to really just enjoy life. And I firmly, firmly believe that I'm enjoying life a lot more now because I'm full of energy, I'm healthy, my body feels good. You know, I'm always, you know, I'm always in a good mood. I never have to take naps. Right. You know, and it's because like, you're sleeping too. Yeah. And it, it feels fantastic. And it's like, you know, I'm getting so much more out of my day, you know, especially now that I know, you know, like, hey, life really is short and we really have to take full advantage of it. So instead of sitting, you know, sitting in a cubicle, you know, kind of slowly being sick. Slowly decaying. Yeah. And, and you know, I had this choice when I, when I turned 30, I was like, okay, I could either, I can accept the fact that I'm getting older. And I can, you know, my body's starting to break down. Um, I'm gonna get out of shape. You know, my testosterone is gonna drop. You know, by X amount of points per year. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with the, you know, the people in the 20s. I can't, you know, I can't go adventure diving or partying or all these things. Or I can say, you know what? Screw all that. That's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my life become better than ever these next couple of years. And, yeah. And, and honestly, it's, it yeah. starts with your health. It starts with your health. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So if you want to make more money, you want to have more adventures, you want to have better sex, you want to have more more energy, and you just want to you just want to be great to be around uh, and be happy all the time, start, just do it, you know? And here's here's the honest truth, right? If you guys aren't ready to to do the little things to make your health better, I can't help, you, all right? <laughs> That's right. And you know, the, all the information is out there, right? If you want to eat healthy, start with paleo, you know, start with, you know, the bulletproof diet, just, you know, start with something, just kind of some nat natural eating, stop smoking, sleep eight, nine hours a night, you know, stop, you know, partying, yeah. you know, and change your lifestyle where you can get some sunshine, you can, you know, you can have fresh air. And if you, if you're not willing to do that, you know what, you're not ready for it, not you know, and one day you will be, yeah. and I'm hoping. Not I'm, only are you not ready for it, but it won't show up for you. Yeah. And the thing is, the, people say my life is lucky, right? It's not. It's I designed it this way. You, you know, it. I was in a cubicle. I was, you know, I was overweight. I was really unhappy. My, my health would be crap right now if, if I had stayed at that job. I was so stressed. You know, I was working 50 hours a week for a job I hated. Uh, you know, just paying, basically paying bills. And the only joy in my life was going out on weekends, getting drunk, and partying with my friends. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I was like, you know what? Screw all that. Let me let me travel. Let me do my own, run my own business. Let me get massages a couple times a week. <laughs> Let me go on these two day hikes, you know, on a whim. Let me go scuba diving. Right. You know what? Life yes. is so, so amazing now. Yes, yes. And because you started, you, you, you made the choice. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight, but the, these little things that you start to improve, you start to improve, you start to improve, and then before you know it, you have a new life. Well, another big part of it was, I never had the time or money to take care of my health. And I think a lot of people can identify that where, you know, you're either working a lot, making good money, and you don't really have time for anything. You don't have time to exercise. You don't have time to go for a walk. You don't have time to cook, you know, clean food. So you're just going, you're getting fast food on the way to work. Uh, I used to pick up, you know, fast food Chinese takeaway every morning before work. Uh, for lunch, I'd go to, you know, I'd get some takeaway as well. Um, you know, a McDonald's or Taco Bell, right? Poor choices. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I have nothing but free time. I have nothing but excess 
you know, excess of everything. And it's because I decided, I was like, you know what, let me, what's more, what's important in my life? I want to be able to eat healthy. I want to be able to say, you know what, let me, let me order, you know, let me get the organic vegetables or let me add avocado to my order, even though it's $4 extra because I know it's good for me. Let me get a fresh coconut, yeah. you know, with every meal and not think about how much it costs. You pay for it somewhere. If you can save a little money on the, on the front end in America by eating, you know, these, these meals that don't cost anything, but you end up paying for it because healthcare is infinitely more expensive than the organic vegetables are. And so you're going to pay for it somewhere. You just have to, you choose where you want to pay for it. So I don't have health insurance. I don't have Obamacare yet. Sorry guys. <laughs> but I do, this is my health insurance. You know, me spending an extra $5 every day eating healthy, real food and not, you know, cheap processed junk. That's my health insurance. Right. And I almost feel this is a better use of spending, you know, $300 a month than it would be, you know, go, buying into some kind of health plan so much better i mean the, the reason the healthcare is yeah there, there's just there's prevention there's no money for the doctor in prevention which is why it's not focused on the money is in treatment because treatments are expensive and so you you won't hear a lot of just basic things from your doctor i know people who have been to the mayo clinic for months because of gi problems and in that entire time the doctor never asked them what they ate because there's no i mean what's the money in that that, that is insane well all right so in a second, I'm going to ask you about what what exactly this muscle testing and this applied kinesiology is because I've never heard of it. I never, honestly, I never really believed in meridians or any of this, you know, yogi, you know, kind of new age stuff. Right. But now I'm a, I'm a complete complete believer. Right. Because okay. So uh, applied kinesiology is a simply is a diagnostic tool, and we use muscle testing to have a conversation with your body. So one of the biggest discoveries in medicine in the last 50 years is that every muscle in your body is related to an organ or a gland. So you can have muscle dysfunction not only because you injured the muscle, say, exercising, but more systemically because an organ or a gland in your body is being stressed. So for example, in you, we saw that you had this high left, sh uh, high left shoulder. And we determined by muscle testing, so we took your good side, and, and you know, you're a big guy, you're much bigger than me, and when I pulled on your, uh, tested your lat through its range of motion, you know, solid as a rock. I was not going to be able to move your lat. But on the other side, when I went to do that same test, it really just took a couple fingers. And no matter how hard you resist, it was easy to go through that range of motion. Now, your muscle worked. You can move. You can put it through, the, through its motion. But when I put a load on it, there's these uh, cells inside your muscle called spindle cells. When they sense that stretch and they fire the muscle should happen instantly. That's part of the neurology. Your body was not getting that signal, which allowed me to easily pull that muscle, which was also the reason why that shoulder was high. So then we have to ask, okay, why? Well, you're a guy, you work out a lot. Uh, so it could be because you, you injured that lat and maybe, maybe uh, from where it attaches or where it inserts into your arm. And what we can do is you're an electrical system. And so you had a circuit that was not firing. So if you simply touch an area, in your case, if we have you touch the muscle, where that muscle inserts into your, uh, onto your arm bone there, uh, if that was the problem, it, it would immediately turn that on. It was like, uh, it's like flipping the switch on. Now, I knew a little bit about your history. I knew that you had always taken care of your health, that you were overweight at some point. And usually people who are overweight at some point have blood sugar problems. So what I had you do is I had you touch the area around your pancreas. Uh, which has, uh, which I know is related to this lat. And when you did immediately that, and you could feel that immediately that muscle was solid as a rock. You know, if I, if I didn't, if I didn't go through this and I didn't, you know, know you so well and I didn't trust you as a, as a doctor, I would have thought this was some kind of black magic. 
right. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're at the mall and people are trying to sell you these power bands. Yeah, right. Those, uh, what do you, I don't oh, know what yeah, those yeah. called. No, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. And they do these magnets or something. Yeah, it's like a that. magnet band that is complete BS. And yeah. they do this test on you where they're like, all right, balance on one leg. Right. And then now put this band on, balance on the leg again. I honestly would have just thought it was that. Right. 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 But this is, this is orthopedic muscle testing. This came from. Uh, a couple doctors in the 40s at Johns Hopkins who were developing ways to isolate muscle to test for the strength in polio patients. So this has been a, this is what any orthopedic uh, orthopedic doctor will use, any physical therapist use. It's just it's just orthopedic muscle testing to assess the uh, response of your muscle. So for the, those who can't see me, I I'm a big guy. You know, I'm 215 pounds, a lot of muscle. I'm, so I'm pretty strong. And and, and Shannon is, is smaller than me. So when he tells me to push I'm against not, him, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm 150 pounds. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm quite a bit. Like I said, if I can move a muscle on you, then then I know something's off. And it's crazy because with my right arm, you're like, okay, push. I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I just push you. And then you have you isolate my my left arm and you say okay now push and i felt like a five-year-old girl with no muscle yes and i i was like what is wrong with me i, I it was it was insane and the thing is now i know the reason you know the reason why it's so easy for me to to get injuries is because i'm overcompensating with certain muscles like when i do pull-ups i'm not using all you know 62 muscles i'm supposed to be using yeah. i'm using a couple big ones and then some just aren't doing anything yeah they're compensating that's exactly right. and that's usually when people have pain they say oh man i'm really really tight in my trapezius nine times out of ten is because there's a muscle around it that is off and the tight one is doing the compensation so instead of doing 50 50 it's like 80 20 and the tight muscle is what gets all the attention because it hurts right so it gets the massages it gets the chiropractic care gets the needling whatever you have done to it but most and, and it, it might feel better temporarily, but it always comes back because in my experience, it's almost always compensating for another muscle that's off. So why would people's muscles be off? So the, the, it can be off for a number of reasons. One is structural, like you, you injured it, right? So in someone who exercises a lot, that's why you always have to ask someone's history. Like, do you exercise? Oh well, yeah, I do CrossFit five times a week. Likely that your shoulder hurts because you injured it in CrossFit. If I ask someone, oh, your shoulder hurts, well, do you exercise? No, I sit at a computer all day. Unlikely that's related to an injury. More likely that's related to, to something uh, systemic in them. So it can, be it can be off because you injured it. It can be off because the bone that attaches that joint. It can be off because the, the area of your spine that innervates that muscle uh, needs an adjustment. It can be off because the organ that it's related to is stressed. The meridian that it's related to is off. Uh, and, and this is the key. So now that I know that that's off, the, the beauty about applied kinesiology, we can say, okay, why is it off? We can isolate the reason why, and then there's treatments for that. You know, as a logical business guy, right, I, I can listen to this. I'd be like, I don't believe it. Like, why, you know, you, why would your muscle be off? That doesn't make any sense. Your, your body is designed, you know, like there's no such thing as, as turning on and off. Well, no, yeah, but I mean, that's just a understanding of physiology. We have cells inside the muscle. In the middle of the, the cell, they're called spindle cells. They're stretch receptors that turn on the muscle. Here's the example. Have you ever seen two people arm wrestling and they're just arm wrestling and they're really, really straight and all of a sudden one guy's boom, just fires off? Okay. That's, there's these uh, receptors at the end of the muscle called Golgi tendons. They sense that strep. And when it gets overloaded, they shut the muscle off temporarily, and, it's, and it's, it's a protective mechanism so you don't blow that out. In the same sense, if I were to throw you a beach ball, and you go to catch the beach ball, and the beach ball is actually a bowling ball, your hand will come back and, and immediately fire without you having a chance to think of it. That's the spin the cell sensing that stretch and firing it. It's a normal physiological protective mechanism. All right. So all these medical terms, I'll leave it up to the doctors. But for me, <laughs> as just a normal guy, all I know is... I, was, I had the strength of a five-year-old girl. Yeah. Right. You did some things. <laughs> yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, I was back to, to full strength. Yes. And I woke up the next morning, and I felt normal. I felt like my posture was 
I mean, I actually forgot what it felt like to be normal. And it's such a good feeling. Well, here's the thing. Everybody feels normal. You ask a 300-pound person how they feel. Oh, I feel fine because that's that's how they feel. Well, how would you feel if you lost 100 pounds? Well, of course, they'd feel different, but that's not the reality. So we live in – and if you're a normally healthy person, you feel good. But there's – you. But when you know what the next level of normal is, like, oh, this is what that's supposed to feel like. I never even thought of complaining about that before because it didn't occur to me that this was a problem. Yeah, I guess the better word for that would be incredible. Because <laughs> right? by me, you know, by me feeling normal, this is how I feel like my body should feel all the time. And I wasn't feeling normal before, and I didn't even realize what it was. So, right, I honestly, I don't, I don't trust chiropractors. Uh, I get a massage at least once a week. And I don't trust anyone cracking my back. I don't trust yeah. any of that stuff. And luckily, I'm strong enough where the little Thai lady tries to crack my back, <laughs> right. I just resist her and just say no. Right. All right. Uh, but with you, I trust you 1,000%. So I just shut up and I was like, all right, just do whatever you need to do, fix it. You know, and I mean, what exactly is is applied kinesiology? I can't even pronounce it. Applied kinesiology, <laughs> right. So in your case, again, it's using the muscle testing just to find out what was wrong. And so. In your case, we, uh, because you had that lat that was off, and again, lat is the biggest muscle in your back, when you, and it's related to your blood sugar, when you touch your pancreas, that turns that on. So that lets me know that, okay, it's, I know you eat well now, but it, at, for a lo- many years, you were abusive to your blood sugar control system. That's fair to say, right? Just yeah. eating junk and, and whatever. So at some point, although that you have compensated for that very well, and I'm sure if I took your blood sugar, it would be normal, uh, that system in you was, was still, uh, it's like you would open the door, and uh, we needed to close it, and it just had never gotten closed. And so that's what I'm doing is going and flipping the switch. So in your case, we got that muscle to turn on just by uh, – I, I knew there was an area of your, uh, of your cervical spine that was uh, related to blood sugar that I could feel was in another time zone. And we just did a little, uh, just a little input in that to change that. And then there was a couple acupuncture points that I knew were related to that, and we stimulated those. And that was enough to turn on those switches. It's so crazy. I mean it's almost the same as – Let's say your computer is running slow and you can't figure out why. And you have an expert goes in, opens up your computer and realizes that your RAM is not plugged in. Right. <laughs> right. And all he does is he replugs it in and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, computer works. Wow. Right. This is, you know, <laughs> right. this is how the computer you know, should work. So uh, not everybody has access to come out to Chiang Mai. If they do. They can, they can email you. It's drshinerweeks.com. Mm-hmm. But if they're back in, you know, back at home and they want to find someone that yeah. they can actually trust, how would they, they find them? They would Google applied kinesiologists in whatever area they are. And in almost every major city, you'll find several applied kinesiologists. And if they are applied kinesiologists, by definition, they have gone far and above their normal medical training because it takes hundreds and hundreds of hours to actually properly learn to do it, which is why so few, so few people actually do it. So not only do they have to go through you know, the normal 10 years of school to be a, be a normal medical doctor, yeah, they, this is a separate program that would, that's done on the weekend, so you have to be really, really dedicated. And, and, and truly, it's the people who have, uh, like me, I, I came into the medical field much later, and it was because of my experience with applied kinesiology that I saw the you know, miracles happen in my body, and then, everybody, and then I, I sent everybody I knew to my particular doctor, who was my mentor, and uh, it, was, it was such an impact on my life. I was a, I was a musician and a, a sound engineer before, but I, my experience with this doctor, applied kinesiologist, for the last eight for, who was my doctor for eight years was enough to say late in life, okay, I'm going to dedicate my life to this because this is this is really something amazing. So, what are what are some average prices back in the U.S. for like a like a one hour consult? Well, in my office, my uh, for it was two hundred twenty five dollars, but for many people who have insurance, it would just be whatever their insurance price is. So, typically, when you visit an applied kinesiologist, you can expect on that first visit, 
anywhere between probably 150 and 300 dollars depending on the doctor and the area you're in and a lot, a lot of people listen to this if you're already having pain you you would think okay you know what yeah i'm gonna pick an appointment right now that's absolutely worth it and i guarantee if you're in pain right now if you're not feeling 100 percent, 1000 percent, i'll i'll personally back your money and you know at any doctor you want to choose that's that's an ak and it, it'll it'll be worth well worth your money but I'm sure that the people listening that don't have any major problems right now that aren't feeling, you know, particularly in pain are thinking, oh, you know what? Let me save this 250 bucks and let me not do this. Sure. It's like saving your money until your tooth hurts. Yeah. It's not a good idea. <laughs> but as a, as a guy who felt perfect, you know, and, and I went to do it, it was absolutely worth it. I mean, I, to me, that is worth triple that price knowing that I'm not going to have these random injuries or these nagging problems five, 10 years from now. And it's not something that you have to do every month. It's just, you know, you could just go once, you know, see what your problems are, and then have a basic, you know, like oil change once a year, basically. That's right. right. Get a get a baseline. And you know, for people who are active, when I was when I was uh, when I was seeing my doctor, I had shoulder issues and wrist issues and back issues. Uh, you know, just things that come from from uh, training. And uh, once all those went away, I I saw him regularly once a month and you almost never was I injured in the, or if I have a little thing but I would go and he would find things that were off before they ever got injured oh I see your sh shoulders not functioning right and then you become even more tuned so I would go to him and say you know everything feels fine but I think my ankle's just a little bit weak and he would test it and oh sure enough turn those switches on and so I avoided all the uh, injuries and and uh, you know later in life all the surgeries that many of my friends who you know also trained uh, uh, ended up getting it's one of those things where if I said to you um, would you be willing to pay three hundred dollars to to get a get out of sick free card right now? Right. A lot of people will be like, "Nah, you know, I don't get sick very often." But if you're if you're hurt and injured right now, and I said, "Hey, for three hundred bucks, you can get instantly better," you know, would you be willing to do that? Everyone would be like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, sign me yeah. up." Yeah. The problem is, is, yeah, people don't. Yeah, it's it's pain that motivates. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So you have to take care of yourself first. And but here's the main reason why I want to talk about this on this podcast is I want people to stop thinking things are too expensive. I want people to start thinking and change your mindset and start asking yourself, what is best? What is the best? What is the best for my body? What is the best for my health? What is the best for my life? What do I really want? Yeah, and focus then, on yeah. the value, not the dollar amount. And then ask yourself, okay, this is the best. How can I afford it? Right? Instead of saying, oh, it's too expensive. So like if you, like for example, if you want to join a gym, you know, I really like to CrossFit. You know, it's... It's also a very easy way to injure yourself, so kind of be careful diving you know, headfirst in six days a week. But if you want to get in the best shape of your life, I highly recommend going to CrossFit gym. It's also really expensive. It's like 10 times the price of a normal gym. You might be paying 250 a month for it. But if you want to get in the best shape of your life, it is the best option. And in the beginning, I was really reluctant to sign up because I was like, you know, I can go to you know, LA Fitness for $29.99 a month. Why am I spending 250 and then I decided, I was like, you know what, how can I, how can I afford this? And it was a completely different mindset where I said, okay, you know what, let me just figure out a way to make $250 more a month. That's right. And lo and behold. Yeah. And then I, I was like, oh, that's it. That, I, like, so I'm getting it for free now. So right. basically I get CrossFit for free because I decided, hey, this is something I want. That's right. And I was like, let me just ramp up my income a lot. And that's what's so great about having an online business where if you decide, hey, uh, I have these goals where I want to be able to spend $300 a month more uh, to get avocado, you know, fresh avocado and, and eat all organic or eat all grass-fed uh, meat or grass-fed butter instead of the normal crap. You can decide, hey, let me, let me focus 
you know, on this business, let me scale it up a little bit. Let me have $300 more a month of passive income for the rest of my life, really. And you can just afford it. And it, it's basically, it's free. Yeah. So what, what is that? That's another $10 a day. If, if you're not figuring out a way to make another $10 a day, you're just not trying. Yeah. You know, and it's so insane. It's, it's like when you break it down that way, how hard is it to make $100 a day? Not that hard. It's really not that hard if you break it down that way. I mean, if I asked you, okay, how hard is it to make $3,000 more a month online? It's actually very hard, right? People think about it like, you know what? I have no idea how I'm going to get started to do that. Right. But if you break it down that way, how can you make $100 a day online? You can basically sell any two products online and make $100 profit. Yes. And you know, I do that through drop shipping. Uh, other people do that through Kindle publishing or book, you know, book sales or affiliate marketing. So if you're in the states, you just need to sell two products to the approximate 180 million consumers out there. Yeah. Two out of the 180 million need to buy you. Yeah, and, and then that's an extra three thousand dollars a month where you can basically do anything you want with it. Which is right. so, get off your asses, <laughs> all right. Decide what is important, what will make you happy. Uh, go out, find a find an AK. Uh, I'll link all this stuff in the show notes. It's gonna be episode 15 of the travel like a boss podcast you can go on a what's your website uh dr shannonweeks.com yeah and you can check also make sure you listen to it was episode three three episode three and where shannon and his wife dr alexis shields uh, was on um as well and man take care of your health be good thanks shannon thank you not only for being on the on this on this episode but also for really just improving my health overall it was absolutely my pleasure highly recommended all right thanks johnny thank you Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.